Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Chat. Hey. Yeah, we be, we be busy around these parts. <laughs> but we're excited oh, oh. to be in the chat room on today. You know what? I have to say thank you, thank you, thank you, because our replays are popping. Oh, my goodness. We appreciate you guys uh-huh. so much. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for always supporting us and listening to our shows, calling in, inboxing us. We love it, and we want you to continue to keep doing it. Um, this is the last week of Let's Chat for, 20, for 2019. Y'all know that we always take a break because, you know, T, she wife 101, so she cooks for the holidays, and she got kids, <laughs> so I'll be trying to make sure that I give her family time. <laughs> and so we will be <laughs> back after this me. week. We will be back in 2020. Uh, January of 2020 will really be devoted to the authors and vendors that will be part of the Visions and Books um, Literary Affair. That will be February the 8th here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, For more details, make sure you hit my page. It's all over the place. Um, I just put in a request for it to go up on KISS 104's event planner, so hopefully uh, that is approved soon. So I'm just really excited. We have a whole lot going on. Uh, here in the chat room today, we got a live full house. We have the cast of the movie Perfect Love, as well as authoress Tina Anise. Now, listen, I was using her regular name, and then I kept seeing her tag me. Let me tell y'all, I want to shout out Portia Sterling and Abby. Abby. Let me tell y'all about they female authors. They ain't playing no games. We about to get real spoiled around these parts, because when I say she was going hard, I saw her 
promotion everywhere. She was letting everybody know where she was going to be and, and what she was going to be doing. I love it. I love it. So shout out to Ebony and Portia. Y'all have these women making moves in the literary world, not just writing books, but they're learning about the business and how to move around, and that is a great thing. It really is, Leash, and I'm so excited for tonight. Welcome once again, everyone, and like Leisha said at the top of the show, we so appreciate the uh, love and support that you guys have shared with us. Now, Leash, you know we have a lot of new eyes and ears uh, on the Ladies of Less Chat, and we just want to welcome everyone. And for those that are just joining, my name is Ms. Tony, and I am the co-host with wonderful Miss Leisha. But here on Less Chat, you know, Leisha and I, used, we used to celebrate literature. But we have evolved into so much more than just literature. We just love the dopeness of all the arts. And that's what we do here on Let's Chat. We celebrate it in a royal way, no matter what it may be. Our show allows our guests as well as our listeners to interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. We get to hear the passion behind what it is that they do. And a lot of times we also learn, this is also a learning show, we have learned so much about the industry, and not just books, but just the industry of arts in general. And we love that they take some time out and share it with Alicia and I, and uh, we hope that you guys are getting ready for a great show. Our topic tonight, you know, Alicia always gives us a topic, and I really (laughs) don't look at it until the start of the show, but putting eggs in multiple baskets. You know, that can pertain to not just books. That could be in general leash. It could be any at any point in your life, you know, putting those um, multiple eggs in baskets. So I'm going to be excited to hear what our guest has to say about that topic and the reason why you brought it up. So share that with us, Leash. Well, this is the thing. Um, you know, I like watching Divorce Court. And um, she has a clip mm-hmm. that I, I shared. I shared it a couple of days ago. And then I got me to thinking. Mm-hmm. So in the clip, what she told the young lady was, if all you have focused, if all you're focused on is securing a dude, any and everything they do that makes you feel insecure is going to make you crazy because you have nothing mm. else going on. So then I started thinking about just not just relationship-wise, because that's a true statement, just in general. If everything you have is in one thing you're doing, and you're not not saying you because you can spread yourself thin, yes you can, but you should have multiple streams of income. It shouldn't just be one thing that you're relying for your income to come from, because anything can happen. And so mm-hmm. you know, 2019 went by so fast, like it just got here, and now it's almost it's gone in a few weeks. And going into 2020, you know. I stopped doing New Year's resolutions a few years ago. Uh, we've been doing officially less chat for six years now. And uh, I started just talking about upgrading. Um, upgrading anything that you feel doesn't make you feel uh, a particular way about yourself. So a lot of times, mm-hmm. sometimes we, we look to other people to make us feel a certain way. We look to, you know, whether it's your brother, your sister, your your mother, your husband, whoever, you look to them to make you feel a certain way. And that's a lot of pressure for somebody else. So just kind of upgrade yourself. Things that you don't particularly like, I don't care what it is, fix it, change it. You don't have to accept those things 
about yourself, especially if you're not going to accept them from somebody else. Fix those things. Uh-huh. Change your, those things about yourself. If it's your credit, start changing it up, changing and, and rebuilding it one step at a time. You know, a lot of times we look uh-huh. at stuff and we think about what we have going on and we get overwhelmed. And are, we over, are overwhelmed only because our mind is overwhelmed about all the things we have to do and all the things that have to be done in order to make it happen. But we're not preparing ourselves for these things that we're asking for. We're not, we're not mm-hmm. making that preparation. You're praying for something, but are you working on getting these things together? You know, they always say prayer without mm-hmm. works is dead. You have to do something. You have to move your feet. You have to put action behind whatever it is that you want to do. Um, and I think that people change every day. You are constantly changing. So to think something is supposed to stay the same is is not realistic. Everything changes. But you know, Leash, uh-huh. but you know, Leash a lot of times, and um, I'm just throwing this out there, a lot of times people become dependent on blaming others. You know, they, they've settled into the, to the realm of this is just what it is and blaming others for their non-actions more, uh-huh. more times than none. So they get stuck in a rut. You know, they're not doing anything for or by themselves because mm-hmm. it's more convenient to blame others. And until you take ownership and until you take accountability and until you take responsibility, you can be stuck in that rut for so long that it just becomes a comfort zone for you. You don't mm-hmm. want to do much better. Absolutely. And I That's call that hovering. Thing. That's true, though. I call that hovering. You know, like helicopters do when they hover? Mm-hmm. What happens when the helicopter hovers over something? It just kicks up a bunch of dust right there. It's not It's not doing anything but kind of rearranging and causing commotion, but it's not doing anything. It's not sitting down. It's not moving. It's not flying. It's just sitting there just creating a whirlwind of just mess. And so what you said is so true. If you are hovering, that, to me, I think that's a form of avoidance, first of all. Um, When you're Mm -hmm. blaming other people for things, you're avoiding taking responsibility. It's something that you're avoiding in that process because this is the thing. Nobody, and I know everybody says it's not true, but nobody can do nothing to you that you don't allow because Mm -hmm. you show people how to treat you. You show people what you're going to put up with. You you are the determining factor of how you move and how people treat you. But you do have those people that feel like if they take what someone else has or they feel like if they do this because somebody else is doing that, they're going to get the same results as this person, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, but that means that you're not trying to do the work. You're trying to do somebody else's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes and that's going to garner a different it is and that's going to garner a different result because what's for me is for me and mm-hmm. what's for anyone else is for them so you have to be cognitive of that you know and not get settled into well I'm going to do what she's doing but you don't know the background you don't know the lanes that she had to cross and she had to stay into she or he in order to get to that end zone you know I'm always 
doing something with sports, but that's just how I how I look at it. That end zone is where you want to go, but you have to be in your own lane, and you have to create your own lane if there's no lane that you that you see that you want to follow. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be interested in our guests and what they feel, how they put their eggs in multiple baskets. At least that's one thing that I, I have to say in our last couple of guests that's been on the show. They have been taught the business, and they have taken it, and they have run with it. I, too, have seen them promoting the show, and it's a beautiful thing to see because they're taking their craft serious. And and when a person takes their craft serious, there's no limit to how far they can go. Absolutely. And the thing about the literary world, and, and if you have a publisher, not even just if you have a publisher, if you have a support, um, some people call them tribes, some people call them scribes, um, but if you have a publisher, a support team, you're stepping into an industry that is so vast. It's more than just writing books. You have mm-hmm. to understand the business side of it. So your publisher, they, they're your teacher as well, um, and they teach you how to move around. And most of the time, if it's a good publisher, they're not just teaching you how to move around. They're showing you as well. So it's not like they're saying this is what you do and they're not doing it. They're showing you by the way they're moving around. And and you're looking like, oh, okay, this is how you move around. This This is how you get this done. This is what this is. This is what that is. Because they want you to grow. And in order to grow, you have to know the things that, that, that nobody had ever told you. A lot of people want to be an a author, and they don't know the business side. So sometimes they, they're bumping around in the dark trying to figure out what it is. You know, mm-hmm. some people want to be a publisher, and they're bumping around in the dark trying to figure out what it is. And so it's very important, one, that you have a teachable spirit. Because everything is a learning experience. Everybody you come across, you're going to learn something from. I mean, you have to be willing to be able to learn. Not saying that everything is going to work for you, but in order to understand what you're going to do and what you want to do, you got to know what you know because you know it. So if you see this or you see that or somebody drops a few jewels on you, okay, then you have to take that information and see how to apply it to your grind, see how to apply it to what you're doing. Some stuff will work for you, some stuff will not, but it's it's part of the learning process. What do you think about that, Chief? Absolutely. I, I totally agree. And, um, you know, it's just a matter of just not taking it into your business, but you can, you know, you can apply it to your personal life as well because some personal lives need a little bit of structure, needs a little bit of, you know, um, just just focusing on because you can get stuck in a rut in your personal life as well. So it's going to be exciting to hear what our guests have to say tonight. You know, like we said, at least the, the, the chat room is packed already. You know, we have the cast from the movie Perfect Love, like Lee said, and that's, I think that's apropos to what we're talking about as far as your business, your personal, your professional lives. And we also have authorist now, Lee, you know, you and I, we can, we can tear up a name. We can tear a name up. I'm going to say... <laughs> Author is Tini Anissa, and Miss Anissa, if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, forgive me. <laughs> when you Child, get listen, I've been using a government name. <laughs> Look, I've been using a government name. I just been like, Tasha, come on Thursday. <laughs> and she corrected me today in the post. I was like, oh, oh, that's her. Okay. 
we apologize, girl. You know, we can leash and I, we can mess the name up, but um, you just let us know and we'll take it from there. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But um, we're going to take a brief break. There's so many people in here. Mm-hmm. We have uh, cast members from uh, the movie Perfect Love. We want you guys to press your ones if you are in the chat room. Oh, mm-hmm. they're going to call at 740. All right. So then we're going to have Miss Tanae. Tanae? Tasha, press your one. <laughs> I know. She's going to be like, uh, why do I have a pen name if nobody wants to use it? <laughs> welcome, well, welcome, welcome. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Yes, I know you hear us talking. I know you like. Listen, why do I got a pen name if don't nobody want to use it, lady? <laughs> yeah, I heard y'all. It's Tanae Anissa, to be correct. Tanae oh, Anissa. Tanae. Okay. Okay. Yep. We got you, girl. We got you. <laughs> so we are so excited. We was talking about you because, girl, you was on it. I did not put the two together, and I've been seeing you all over the place. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm going to call Ebony after this and be like, let me tell you what your author did, because you was on it. Yeah, I really um, wanted to be able to get out there and promote a lot. So, And it's my first time, so it's very exciting for me. Oh, congratulations. Is this your first book? It is. Yep, my first book. Oh, child, we about to be nosy. Okay, so you got to tell us. <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, because we know this is your first book, so tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and your path to writing. Okay. Um, I wrote this book back in 2010 when I was in prison. Um, yeah, I went to prison for a little bit of time. Um, I had got out, and it's just been sitting over to the side um, for a while. And then I met my mother-in-law-to-be. And she bragged about Ebony so much that we had planned a trip um, down for her birthday, and I got to meet Ebony. And we uh, kicked it off pretty nice, and she seen something in me and signed me to um, Diamante in July. Um, I'm 32. I am engaged. We have, uh, well, I have three kids, and then I have two bonus kids. Um. <laughs> and that's really it about me. I do work. I work um, in the medical field, um, so that was something I always wanted to do, and finally got accomplished. But in the book is it's about me, so I can't tell you too much. You just got to read the book, but it's going to tell you everything you want to know. <laughs> Child, that's not going to be Ooh. enough for us because we nosy over here. <laughs> I just want to go back because you you threw that present thing out there. You threw it out like a double duck. She was like, "Here you go. Okay, let's go." Let's go back. <laughs> so, how long were you? How long were you behind the wall? I was in federal prison for six months. Um, I came home and did six months in work release, and then I did five years probation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Okay, so. In that six-month time that you were behind the wall and you decided to write this book, what was going on that made you decide to take the step to writing about your life? 
Um, prison was it was a really it was really something big to me. Like I I I was a rough you know, rough neck a high head growing up. Um, you know, I was ready to fight, smart mouth, bad attitude, but I never went to juvenile. So when I got when the feds picked me up and for me to be in federal prison, I'm like, Man, this is like this is some real life stuff. And I just felt like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I wanted to write a book to, to let people know, like, even though you go through things, you can't let that hinder you. You got to use your past to make you a better person. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to write a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, that covers awesome. everything. That covers warning before destruction. Yep, that's definitely it. <laughs> Listen, the, the cover all by itself say something. Yep. <laughs> the cover all by itself says something. So I know you can't tell us a lot about the book, so tell us just the hot spots. Um, what what was your mind mentally when you decided to sit down and write it? What was going on in your head when you was like, okay, let me do this? Uh, just, like, thinking about, you know, man, I've been through a lot. Like, the, the first part of the book is just mostly, you know, about me. I had a real rough um, childhood growing up. Um, you know, I was adopted, lost my mother. It's a few other things in the book that I let you know I had a rough childhood. Um, so when I was in prison, I was just like, I just need to let this all out. I need to get it all out. Mm-hmm. So it was really therapeutic for you. What you say? It was really therapeutic for you. Very. Yes, it was. Very, very, very. And it, the whole six months I wrote it. I didn't sit and write it all in one, you know, one setting. I just kept going back. So when it was nothing to do, I was just like, let me get in my bunk, turn my music on, and write my book. And I stuck to that every day for that six mm-hmm. months. I love wow, it. that's awesome. Me too. Now, this is Tony, um, Tanae. Um, like we said, that covers everything, and we're book snobs, and we, we admit that now these days, but it is awesome. You know, you, you said you had a, a rough, you're welcome, you had a rough, you know, childhood, and you got caught up, and, and you did your six months and your six months work release, and you wrote your book. Now, was there anything new that you found out about yourself as a result of, of putting your work into writing this book? What new did what what was it new about yourself that you found out? Um, I realized how strong I am. I realized my determination for better because, you know, when I went to the feds, I lost everything. It was just like when I came mm-hmm. home, I started over completely. I had absolutely nothing, so I had to sit and think of a game plan, you know, to get me and my son together, you know, because I didn't want him to grow up the way that I grew up. So. I realized, like, I'm I'm really strong. Like, my determination and my go hard, it's, like, really goes hard. Like, if I want something, I'm going to get it, and I'm going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you did your six months, and then you came home, and you had to do another six months of work release. Yeah. But now when you came home, see, being gone six months, it was a long time, but it wasn't that long. How was that adjustment process for you, um, wanting to write and still being able to adjust to life? 
Well, when I got home, things were so crazy because, like I said, I had to start over completely. I was a new mother. When I went to prison to turn myself in, my baby was one. So when I came home, you know, I had this new baby that I had to get used to. I didn't have absolutely nothing. Um, I had to work hard. Like I said, I had to strip, unfortunately. Um, But during that time of stripping, I had a game plan, and my game plan was to go to school. Um, but the whole time my book is set aside. Every time I move, my book moves with me. It's set right in my nightstand. So when I finally had the option to actually publish it, it was just like I'm ready for it. Got it out, dusted mm-hmm. it off, and got got to it. Mhm. That's awesome. You know, I mean, this is this is Tony. You know, we try to identify ourselves because we still have so much alike. Although tonight, I'm not sure, Lisa, because I got a little cold, so I may sound a little different. But a lot of times, a lot of authors sit down and they write a book. You know, everyone say, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to write a book. But when you put that work in and you write that book and you submit it and you go through the whole process of getting it out there and it finally reaches a publisher and it's about to be released, how much different is it for you when you say I'm an author now, what is that feeling that you're experiencing yeah. right now as a first time author? Amazing. Like I look at my fiance, <laughs> we're driving down the street today. I looked at her like, babe, like I'm an author, like I got a book, it's really, really young. She was like, Yeah, babe, I know. So it's an awesome feeling. I tell my godmother, I mean my mother in law who linked me to Ebony, I tell both of them ladies all the time. Like, thank y'all. Like, they probably get tired of me from thanking them so much, but it was just, it's amazing for me to be able to do what I wanted to do. And without them two ladies, it wouldn't be possible. So, that's Mm -hmm. it. That's amazing. (laughs) And that's such a good feeling. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. We actually have a hand up in there. Do you feel like taking a call? Sure. Okay. We're going to bring in 470-213. Welcome to Let's Chat. What's your name and where you call us from? Y'all know who this is. Y'all know none of my girls come on the show without me calling. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, boo. Hey. hey, pretty lady. <laughs> hey, gorgeous. How you doing? Tell me what you doing sick. Girl, you should I just had to leave work sick. today. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. I am a touch of the flu, girl. Touch of the flu. You were playing hooks. Nah. We know. I wish. I wish. <laughs> I've been home for the last two days trying to go in today. Had to turn back around, girl. Mm-hmm. Put some onions in your socks. Well, how you doing? I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. My husband left me and went out of town. So I got all three kids by myself, and I've determined that single parenting is not for me. So he needs to get back home. <laughs> not my I know that's right. I know that's no, right. I, for that. I did not sign up for uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Well, Ebony, share with us what you saw. And in, in, we are doing good, girl. But share with us what you saw. And and I'm gonna say today. Is it today? Yep, that's right. Okay. Share with us what you saw in Sine when you when you first met her, Ebony. Child, I didn't meet her. She came in my inbox. <laughs> mm-hmm. I posted mm-hmm. a picture from the Atlanta kickback. 
Um, no, yeah, the Atlanta kickback. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And it was me and all of the women signed to the MIT. Everybody actually came to the kickback together. So we got a photo with all mm-hmm. of the women, and I was in the middle. She shared the photo to my inbox, <laughs> and she wrote, I want part. And I put out last And I said, so you want to write a book? She was like, I already wrote mm-hmm. one. Now, we were familiar with each other through boutique stuff, but we had never talked about anything mm-hmm. book-wise. But her mother-in-law, Rochelle, mm-hmm. has been following me since I started. So I knew who she was. And I was like, you know, you wrote a book? She was like, yeah, I wrote one when I was in prison. And she sends me a picture of a stack of paper because it was all on paper. Mm-hmm. And right. I said, okay, is it done? She said, yeah. I said, what is it about? She goes, oh, I dated one of the biggest dope boys in Indiana, caught a case, did six months mm-hmm. in bed, had a baby, started stripping, went to school. Now I'm a medical professional. I own the boutique. Oh, and I'm about to get married. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I said, wait a minute, you're going to have to tell me more about this bad time, honey. Let's take it back. So we mm-hmm. were talking back and forth before she was telling me the story. And I was like, okay. I was like, I think, you, you know, you have something. I said, let me tell you something about me. I'm not an easy person to work with. I'm not very nice, not when it comes to business. So mm-hmm. if you okay. can't take me fussing, you can't work with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'll be mm-hmm. fine. I said, you sure? She said, yeah. So, of course, I went back to Rochelle, and I was talking to her. Because, like I said, I've been doing this for now almost seven years. And she's been following me mm-hmm. all the time. Rochelle has every book I've ever written. So I'm telling her, she was like, yeah, mm-hmm. she wrote a book. So I was like, Okay, so next thing you know, maybe a day or so later, she goes, I'm coming to Atlanta. I said, mm-hmm. are you now? Mm-hmm. And she was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was Rochelle's 50th birthday. So she was like, we're going to come there. I said, perfect. We can sit down and talk and whatever, whatever. So we met up at a restaurant in Buckhead, chit-chatted, and mm-hmm. I was like, listen, you got two weeks to type that book up. That's going to tell me how serious oh. you are. And she mm-hmm. said, okay. And I'll be damned if she didn't type that book up and send it to night now. <laughs> So wow. I knew she was serious And then you know when I asked her about the title We talked about the cover She didn't really know what she wanted to do cover wise And I'm like okay we need something with a stripper pole We came out the fire We need some handcuffs You know I'm just thinking about mm-hmm. all of the obstacles And I said right. to Sunny Giovanni And I said this is what I need And Sunny was like I got it I got, I, I got it I said you sure? She said I'm positive I said alright and, and that's where we ended up mm-hmm. with. And for me, when she told me the title, you know, I thought about it for a little bit, and I said, well, the title fit perfectly, because y'all know I think out of the box. I was thinking to myself, mm-hmm. she was warned. She was warned. Before she got herself in all that trouble, her parents, mm-hmm. the way she grew up, you know, the drug addiction, all of those things were warnings as to what she wasn't supposed to do. And she was hard mm-hmm. And she did it anyway, and it got her in trouble. So she was warned mm-hmm. before right. she self-destructed, because every decision she made was hers. So she self-destructed. You did that all by yourself. I, and I, okay. I agree. But I want to ask, I want to ask you tonight. What was during that time? What was the world like for you? Like, what was going on to where you couldn't see the destruction there? Um, my, uh, the, the biggest dope boy I was dealing with, um, he was 11 years older than me. Um, so it was mm-hmm. more of a control thing, more of let me mold you type thing. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought it was love. I was blinded by the money. I was blinded by, you know, being with this older man, um, taking trips, all of that. So, um, but yeah, it just had me blind. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that happens to all mm-hmm. of us. We we all have been mm-hmm. there, you know, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of times, even with the prog- programming we get from society itself, it's like, the the focus is a man, and mm-hmm. and the focus should be yourself first. But you know, right. it's never really taught like that. You know, they always tell you have your own, do this, do that. But most of the time, you hear always hear, make sure you get a good man and da 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 da. A good man, so one that'll take care of you, one that's financially stable. That's they don't right. tell you to look out for the red flags in that financial stability. Mm-hmm. Or, or he might be too much of a few dope boys in my time. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> listen, listen. for Cocoa Puff. But you see, I know who said it, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm about to say, you know, those. I mean, we don't see it. We be all in love. Mm-hmm. They be just cuckoo for Cocoa Puss, and we be cuckoo, too. We be like, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I dated my yep. fair share of dope boys, too, in my day. But when I had Kwan, I was like, oh, no, you don't, because I'm not going to jail for you. I don't mm-hmm. want to knocking on my door telling me you're dead. Like, I'm not doing any mm-hmm. of that. So once I had him, I was like, well, this lifestyle is over, and I married a cop in the military and said but okay, so okay, maybe, let's talk about the what that attraction is. Is it the attraction to a power? Bad is boy. It the attraction it's a bad to, boy. But is it a is it the attraction to the power? Is it the attraction to the confidence? Is the is it the attraction to um? You know what I'm saying? And even though they say we love bad boys, it's always the essence. Of what they put off, so it could I'm be their confidence, how me. they move, how they are. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, financial security. Like I know he's gonna secure me. Safety. I know mm-hmm. I'm gonna be safe. Even in your mm-hmm. mind, you're thinking I'm gonna be safe. Even in the real, actual, factual, you're not safe. Because mm-hmm. his, his world could come home anytime. True. Right, and it could crumble at any point. You know, we know that now as adults. Mm-hmm. When you're in that uh, young adult age, you don't realize that there's an ending to everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. That's a whole different mm-hmm. arena. But I think for me, I was always raised to be a boss, period. My grandmother raised me to be a strong woman, an independent woman, not to depend on nobody for nothing. You know, to always have mm-hmm. your own, and that's the way she raised me. So, therefore, I'm attracted to a boss, period. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do nothing with a weak man. It's not even attractive to me. I will go the other way. Mm-hmm. I can recall um, two of my ex-boyfriends getting into a fight, and I was kind of sort of going back to dating one of them. But the other one, when they got in the fight, the other one beat them up, and I was done with it. I swear. I was through. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is over. Because I was, I was turned off by the fact that he lost that fight. Because I was like, did this really just happen like this? Like, I was, I was through with it. I've always been attracted to the boss. Even my husband, when I met mm-hmm. him, he had been in the military for two years, but he was skyrocketing on rank. You know, he was like the airman of the year. Picture was all over the place. You know, every time I talked to him, it was, you know, what you need from me? And I'm like, I don't need nothing. And then, next, you know, my, my phone going off. He done dropped some money in my account anyway. I like him boss. Mm-hmm. Well, you ain't got to ask. What about you, Tanae? 
I think that's the same for me too. Like, you know, growing up, I, um, I didn't have to find the things in life. Growing up, it was really hard because my parents were on drugs, so I was forced to raise myself. So um, it was, you know, the financial, the security, like you say, he's going to protect me, always riding around with, you know, guns and all of that. Um, and just the, the big dog image, I guess, had me just all blown. <laughs> and just, just one more thing. Could it have been the... I always like smart men. I like men that are smart. Like you got to mm-hmm. be a brain. I think that mm-hmm. a, a a smart man is really sexy. One because right. you can grow me. I can learn stuff from you. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to because I don't have to be the controlling factor because I know you got it. So there is that security. Not just financial security, but security to know that you're smart enough to know how to move, and I don't have to tell you how to mm-hmm. move. Right. And if mm-hmm. I'm not moving right, you can tell me how I'm supposed to move. And then by the time right. that comes, I'm moving like you, and I'm okay. That mm-hmm. makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm so my son that all the time. I'm like, listen, when she's going to be, oh, my, I got a new girlfriend, what her grades look like? Mm-hmm. But she was straight A student, and y'all can't have no real conversation. I don't know what you're supposed to do with her. And he'd be like, Ma, are you serious right now? The first time I said it, he said, are you serious? I said, do you know me and B could talk about anything from how much is in a pound of weed to politics? Like, we can take it from there to there. Because we both grew up in the hood, you know what I mean? And we're at a point now to where I can read the politics to you like the back of my hand. We could talk about these eight degrees we got between the two of us, or we could have a simple conversation about how many lines is on Facebook. I guess too because it put me up on it put me up on a lot of game. Does that make sense? When I was mm-hmm. younger, um, it's, it's taught me a lot of things. But I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm excited, child. I'm excited for you. Yes, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your first book. I'm proud of you, and I just met you. Don't, girl, yes. <laughs> I Thank that you. Mm-hmm. Like, I so you so working on the next one, right? Yeah, you better be. Okay. All right, all right. Now, we like to do something fun here in the chat room. Ebony been here before, so she I tried to warn her. <laughs> we, do. we like to do something a little fun here in the chat room. We like to be able to just allow listeners to experience the essence of the authors or the guests that we have on. Um, only because a lot of times, and we keep our platform free on the radio, 
um, because sometimes when people are just starting out, they don't have that word of mouth to to push their brand, to push their book, whatever it is that they're doing, they don't have that. And so we uh-huh. allow them uh, to just display their natural essence and creativity. Right. Um, that which draws people in because when people hear the passion for why you're doing something, when people hear um, your your creative process, when they're able to experience you, they're going to support you. And then the right. content in your book is what's going to grab them and hold them. Right. But they got to experience you first. So we like to do a little something where you're going to do a, a short live excerpt. We're going to give mm-hmm. you one prop. Only because we got a full house tonight. Normally we give you more than one prop. Um, you're going to put that prop in a scene. You can put it in a scene from your book. You can put it in a new scene. You can spin it off however you want to spin it off, whatever genre you want, however you want to do it. It's all up to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so okay. I'm going to look at the cover Because it says warning before destruction Right and on the cover I see handcuffs I see um, A stethoscope I see a briefcase So I see a doctor's bag right So I want uh-huh. you to keep the cover in mind I see the stripper pole so I want you to keep the cover in mind um, I'm going to add A taser Now thinking with the cover in mind Throwing the taser, I want you to give us just a brief excerpt, something you create. It don't have to be very long. It could be short, however you want to do it. So you're really just acting out a scene. So pick a scene okay. from the book, and you're going to act it out, and you're going to add the taser to that scene. So you can do it from the climax of the book. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> From the climax of the book. Okay, a taser. Um. Hold on. Let me let me pull out my creative brain. <laughs> She's so nervous. <laughs> Stop laughing at her, Ebony. She doing good. She ready. She like let she me get is- creative real quick. I know that's right. I'm ready. Okay, so I don't know. Let me think. Y'all put me on the spotlight. Okay, we're gonna give you a break. It's your first time, but just so you know, next time we give you like three props. We're gonna be ready for the snack. Okay. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be on it next You're going to be ready. Oh, I know. <laughs> so this is what we're going to give you. Um, you are a crayon box. You are, okay. you are a crayon inside. You know how you get the 32-box crayon? So you're a crayon inside of that box. Okay. You're your own color. So you have to tell us what color you are, and you have to tell us why you choose to be that color. I am red. Because I'm a firecracker. <laughs> All right, now. That's what that's right, child. All right, now. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's right. Beware. That's right. Beware. That's right. Let them know. You're so know, girl. 
That's right. We so appreciate you coming to kick it with us in the chat room on today. Now, Tanae, I want you to shout out all of your social media where everybody can get your book, uh, any events or book signings that you have coming up. All right. So on Facebook, you can find me at Authorist Anisa T-E-N-E space A-N-I-S-A. On Instagram, you can find me at C-E-O and Authorist underscore Tanae Anissa. Um, my book is ready for pre-order now. The link is on all my social medias. Um, you can get it now for pre-order, and it will be delivered to you Saturday at midnight on November 9th. And then my paperbacks will be ready in February. They'll be for $17 with delivery, and then $20, and you can get a promo item like a cup or a keychain or something. Thank you. Um, I'm going to have a contest, too. If you pre-order my book now and leave a review on Amazon before November 15th, your name will be entered in a raffle to win a free Nike sweatsuit. That's how you do. First book, you get it going. We're very proud uh, yeah, of you. I also That's have right. some more items as well, too, which are posted on my social media, so. If anyone wants mm-hmm. to purchase anything, let me know. And you are welcome back awesome. anytime, anytime. Okay. Anytime thank you, you want to come back, just let me know. And today I'm ready, and we'll okay. open the chat room doors for you. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thanks. You are so very <laughs> thank welcome. Thanks right. for calling out for Ebony. <laughs> thank you, Ebony. We love her. Ebony is also one of the featured authors on February the 8th at the Visions and Books um, Eat eat and Greet Vision Party uh, and Book Fair. Mm -hmm. She's going to be one of the featured authors as well. So I appreciate Ebony. She's really dope. Um, She has a dope pen. She has a dope mind, but she also has a business mind when it comes to books. And so we appreciate all the knowledge and jewels that she always drops. Uh, on any and everybody that that requests, um, and I mm-hmm. I like that, you know, because she makes sure that mm-hmm. people don't go in nothing blinded, you know. She makes sure that they're aware right. of what it is. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate her just what she does in the literary world. Tanae, you are welcome sure back does. anytime, yeah. and we will talk to you later. You can continue to listen. If not, we want you to have a great night. Thanks, y'all. Have a great night too. Thank you. That was awesome, Lee. And one thing I want to add, Lee, about Ebony, she's about her business, and she always makes sure that her people are well prepared for this literary business and this literary journey. So that's one thing we want to thank her for putting out quality work as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Y'all, this uh, this has been a really great segment because I love when new authors come in. You know, they, they come in, but mm-hmm. when they come back, they're always, they come back stronger. And they come back just owning the chat room. And so we appreciate that when they come through that way. Mm-hmm. We have our next set of fabulous guests here in the chat room. And I thought it was just going to be two or three, but it's like everybody. We have the cast from the movie, A Perfect Love. If you all can press your ones, I think they do have them pressed. Yeah, I think everybody's pressed, girl. (laughs) 
So let's see. We have about ten of them. Yeah, they they in the house. They in the building. We're gonna start with. Let's we're just gonna open them up. Welcome to the okay. chat room. Welcome to the chat room. What's your name? Uh, and I want you, we want you to introduce yourself. Hello. No. Make sure make sure your phone is not on mute. It's not on. You muted. Hello. Okay. okay there you go. Okay. Hello. I'm yeah. there. Yeah, I can hear you guys. How y'all doing? Okay. We are good. Thanks for joining us. All right, I'm uh, I'm the lead uh, actor in this in the movie. It's called uh, Perfected Love, and I think some of my other co-stars on there once they unmute their phones because mine was on mute, and I heard y'all talking. And I was like, push unmute the phone. So I'm I'm glad to be here and <laughs> glad that you know you guys have time to you know to talk with the cast about our upcoming movie. Mm-hmm. I think we okay, have now give us your name. We're gonna hear your name. Oh, I'm sorry. My name is Darren. Darren, okay. Yes. Okay. So other cast members, you can yeah. chime in and tell them your name so they know who they're talking to. Hi there. Hello. My name is <laughs> Okay. Let's try that again. <laughs> well, this can is you, Aisha. Can, the, um, can, can y'all okay, hear me? Aisha. Yeah. Hey. So hi, I'm Aisha, everybody. Um, my character is Shantae, one of the cast members in Perfected Love. Okay. Yes, hi. My name is Latanya Victoria, and my character is Kim in Perfected Love. All right. Who else we got in the house? Did you pull them all in, Lee? I think they probably have to unmute. Well, yeah, unmute your phone. Hello, can you guys hear me? Yes, hello. Yes. Okay. Hi. Hey, everyone. My name is Latisha Spears, and I play Trina in the movie. Oh, all right. I like that name. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Hello. Who else we have? Hi. This um, is Cynthia Howard. Understand. This is Cynthia Howard, Hi, and Cynthia. I play the grandmother. Hi. I play grandma. All right, grandma. <laughs> okay, can you guys hear she me? She came in the chat I'm, room. Yes. Can you, yes, okay. My name is Candace. I play Kim's mom. Candace, okay. Kim's mom. Wow, we have a full house. Anyone else you have that we haven't introduced yet? I think we have. I think we have one. Yeah, where's Angela? Angela, if you're in the house, press your one, Angela. Okay. Okay, And I play Lauren. Can you guys hear me? Okay, there. Yeah. Okay, say it one more time. I'm Angela Harris, and I play Lauren, the writer. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? Well, welcome, everyone. Yes, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Okay. Yes, now yes. I can. Okay. 
Wow. Well, welcome, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Hey. Thank you. Excited. Very it. much excited. Did, did I... Thank you. Now, did I lose my co-host, Leisha? Are you in the house? <laughs> I may have lost my co-host with all that. <laughs> oh, come back. I know, right? Well, we want to start out until Lisa gets back settled in the chat room. Can someone just tell us, um, Daryl, we're going to ask you, just tell us a little bit about what the movie's uh, perfect, perfected movie is about. Lisa, you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Okay, just tell us a little bit about what the movie's about. I could Jerry? I couldn't hear you. Oh, oh. okay, you, okay, I can hear you. Well, the movie the movie is about um, of course, of course, love, kind of finding love, new love, lost love. Um, it um, mm-hmm. ex- you know, takes you through a journey of the eyes of a um, a writer, a poet, guy as he journeys through life. Um, Trying to find that perfected love, <laughs> and and is it is it worth it? At the end of the day, is it worth it? Everything that he went through, is it worth it? So, during this part, how how were you able to prepare, um, and how does this character mirror uh, who you are? Um. <laughs> well. <laughs> The story is kind of, um, uh, I guess, loosely based on some of, some of the facts of, that happened in my life. So I, I identify with the character very well. Um, but preparing for it, we, you know, we practice ran lines, um, all type of um, long hours putting in to make sure that we put out a great product. Uh-uh. We ain't gonna let you skate over that because now because we, we nosy over here. Okay, so <laughs> so you say it's loosely based uh, on yeah, your loose, life. Loose. What you do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do I gotta, do? Yeah, you gotta tell us what you did because you. What What do I do? I, mm-hmm. I'm a. I'm a. What am I? What am I? Um, I'm a football coach. <laughs> <laughs> Without, uh-uh. not, not giving out too much. I'm a football coach, so <laughs> um, right now, so that's that's all. I, that's all I'm allowed to give. You have to go to the other cast members and maybe try to prod them to get something else out of them. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> see, he 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 not telling us. We know. See, we know right now for what he said that it was time to be nosy. He not letting us be nosy. <laughs>
Well, um, some of the cast members, we've worked previously in a play called The Secrets Within the Pews. And, of course, um, just knowing them and um, either working with them or just knowing them um, by our city and how we're connected to one another by either mutual friends or family. Mm-hmm. So um, that's pretty much how, um, you know, I know some of the cast members. And then some of the new cast members, um, just getting to know them through the process of shooting the movie. Absolutely. Oh. Now, did you have to do mm-hmm. anything specific to prepare for the for your character? <laughs> yes. Um, my character... Um, is she she's a little skeptical of certain things in her life due to past relationships and being hurt but mm-hmm. then she kind of she's kind of opening up to the idea of maybe finding that perfected love mm-hmm. okay. now I have a question I have a question Liz. now this question is directed to Miss Cynthia she plays a grandma yeah. And she actually came in. She actually came into the chat room with that grandma aura. Now, as as the grandma, you, what is it that you bring to the show? I mean, are you the matriarch of of all this wonderful cast uh, with the football coach and the, the the writer? And what is what is your role as 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 the matriarch of of this cast of characters? Well, actually, I am the grandmother of the. Younger, Darren. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay. not per se the the grandmother of the whole, uh, you know, production of the whole show, of the movie. I I play the grandmother mm-hmm. for the younger Darren, and I'm just you know your your normal grandma who don't take no stuff who, who's an <laughs> old school grandmother <laughs> who will set you straight. <laughs> who believes in, you know, raising your children right and doing the right uh-huh. things. So um, I'm just your grandma, like your grandma. You know how grandma, grandmothers are? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Grandma now, Cynthia, just now, like my grandma. I'm, I'm sorry. That's okay. Now, Miss Cynthia, when you decided to join the cast, what was that process like for you? Um, had you acted before? How long have you been acting, if you have? Uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, stage plays. I've done a lot of stage plays. I've been doing that for, oh, my goodness, many, many, many years. I've done several stage plays. This will be my first movie production. Um, but um, I've been doing it since about early 19, 1990s. I've been doing stage plays. I've done on stage and I've done uh, behind the scene work as well. So uh, I've been in the industry for a, a minute now. So I really enjoy it. I really do. It kind of that you kind of let your hair down, you know, your your alter ego come out of you. <laughs> so I really, I really enjoy it. I really do. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And then Candace, we got you, Candace. I'm sorry. Tell us a little Is bit about your character and how you got connected to the play. Okay. The well, um, I am Kim's mom, the younger Kim's mom, 
And um, basically, I know Darren um, from school. He and I worked together at Trywood Madison. And um, I was actually away in Florida doing something else and um, got called about the audition. I was very nervous to go in, but I um, I went in. I got the part of Kim's mom. And basically, because she's um, the younger girl, I'm just like the mom that is, you know, talking to my daughter. I want her to do well in school. I want her to be a great person in life. So, you know, we have those mom-daughter moments in the movie. In the movie, so. All right, Mama. Now, now, what are some of the things that you told Kim uh, in this movie? That she did. Oh, let me see what I can tell you. Because we know, we know Kim ain't listen. We know Kim ain't listen. Oh, you know, I gave her some of the regular, you know, black mama talk to. Don't bring me home, no little itty bitty people, you know, that type of stuff. Just, I, you know, I really can't say, but my favorite part of me talking with her is when my mother in the movie asked me if I um, uh, trusted her. And I turned around and told her, eh, no, not at all, not one bit. Because, you know, we know our kids. We know exactly what they do and what they're going to, you know. Yes, ma'am. We know them. So that was my favorite part of that, yes. But I can't really say everything I said to her. I might get in trouble, you know. (laughs) You got to go watch it. You got to come watch it. We piecing it together. Look, we piecing it together. We piecing it together. Um, mm-hmm. Where you at? Hello. Hey. So tell us which character you play and how you got connected to the movie. And so I play Shantae, um, the adult version of Shantae. Um, I was. Darren's, I guess, first love, I guess you put it, as a child. <laughs> so we have a childhood relationship um, in the movie, and we just kind of just remain friends, you know, throughout that time. Um, so, and that's the rest of the story. You know, just the movie. But um, I, I've never acted before. This is my first time. And um, I got asked, yeah, I'm a newbie, yay. <laughs> um, never done a play or anything like that. I mean, in high school I did, uh, like, the Wiz and Guys and Dolls, but I didn't have to talk, so that doesn't kind of count. <laughs> but um, I, I'm mutual friends with a couple of people in the um, cast. I've known Darren for, like, forever. He's, like, my big brother. And um, I actually got asked to be in the movie because the uh, present person wasn't available any longer. And I came in, and also my daughter's in the movie. So um, we came in to bring another element to it. Uh, I was like the captain of the, of the little cheerleading squad and stuff like that. So kind of have that whole vibe going, you know, a little outgoing. So, yeah, you guys will get to meet me. You'll see the movie. I think you'll really love it. Um, we ain't letting you get by that fast. I got some questions. <laughs> <laughs> see, Darren, ain't, by the time we get done, Darren ain't going to have to tell me nothing. We're going to have it all put together. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm afraid of. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> no, just kidding. Now, how was that for you? By you being new um, and new to acting, new to movies, what was that process?
process like for you? Just walking into an element where there are seasoned people around you. Ooh, uh, so it was like a little intimidating because I'm like, am I going to mess up these lines? I've never read lines. Like, they're going to laugh at me if I do it wrong. <laughs> so, but everybody was really inviting. They made it real easy. Like, um, once I walked in, it was like I was a part of the family. So there there wasn't any problems. I don't know how other people that, you know, first time, you know, what they go through, but it was fun, you know, like I felt comfortable. If I mess up a line, you know, when you laugh, they laugh too, so you don't feel so bad, you know, so it, it's fun. I, we have a lot of gag reels. <laughs> so, a lot of goofy moments, but it was a yeah. lot of fun. We're one big happy family. Yes, we are. Big happy <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, that's yes, well, I want to hear from Miss Latanya. Latanya, tell us about your character, uh, Kim. Yes, hi there. Um, I played Kim in the movie, and I uh, own the magazine that um, and I work with Lauren. I'm Lauren's boss, and I'm a very successful woman. But when you look back on your life and you think about love, sometimes there's just a couple of things that you wish you would have done a little bit different. Now, now we met Kim's mother. We were able to talk to Kim's mother, so we know that Kim didn't listen um, when she was saying Kim's daughter. How did that character mirror uh, who you were, who you are as a person throughout your life? Well, I definitely can relate to being someone that's in business and weren't running a magazine, sort of. And I also can say that there are a couple of things that I did very well, but there are a couple of things that I wish I would have done differently also throughout the course of a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how did you get connected uh-huh. to the movie? Oh, okay. Um, I have done some acting, but this is the first time that I've acted with this group, and it's been phenomenal. They are very professional, very, very talented, and I enjoy the time that I spend um, working with them. I've done some improv, and then I sing and I dance also. So I, this is, I saw that there was an audition, and I came an audition, and I'm very glad to have been selected to be a part of this production. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Absolutely. Okay. And I think and then, we, we have in her from La, Leticia, who plays Trina. Yes. Oh, a little hey, bit about yeah, her yeah. yeah, so my name is Hi, my name is Leticia, and I play Trina. Um, Trina is the best friend to Lauren. Lauren's my bestie. And yeah. uh, <laughs> and I'm that um, that just that outgoing friend. Um, I'm always just trying to to have fun and live life. That's that's Trina in a bunch. Oh, so you're a little fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I guess you could say that. This is just a little bit. We just trying to get you know. We just trying to get some little tidbits here. Because, you know, uh-huh. you're not telling us nothing, so we trying to figure out what was going on. <laughs> look, I, look, I like to leave a little bit of something to the imagination, okay? <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> now, 
Darren, when when the the movie was being put together, it's loosely based on your life mm-hmm. or experiences that uh, you've gone through. What was that process like? Well, it it was it was going back. So so back when I moved to a different neighborhood, I had four female friends and three guy friends, and we basically like hung around together from fourth grade all the way to high school into adulthood. So the characters, that's why uh, when some of the cast members were saying, I played a younger this and I played a younger that, because we kind of set it back maybe fifth or sixth grade high school into adulthood. So it brought back some, 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 some memories. And like when I was telling my story to the writer, uh, Tequila Day, and she was just laughing because I would pause and like, oh, I didn't remember that. And I would get on the phone and call one of my friends like, you remember that time? And, you know, and, 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 and you know, just, you know, just giving her the tidbits and stuff that she needed to build, you know, a great script and stuff like that. So she went my background. She even talked to because uh, their characters are based on actual people. So she got to talk to some of those people and kind of get and kind of write like how their attitude was and, you know, their persona and all that stuff. And we wrote it in the script. So then when she was directing, I would also be off, off, uh, you know, off the scenes and stuff and kind of helping them. Like, now nah, she was this type of girl or whatever. Like Trina, Trina was, was the girl that the high school, she knew where all the parties was at. She was going to be the first one there, the last one to leave. You know, she was going to be loud or whatever. So she's based on one of the girls that was in the group but wasn't actually in the group. So if you want to know where where, where we're going tonight, you'll call Trina because Trina say, we ain't going to the skating rink. We're going to this house party, you know, like that. So um, it, it, it was it was, it was was it was good, you know, to go back and remember, you know, your childhood memories, high school and stuff like that and actually give it to somebody, mm-hmm. you'll know, your thoughts, and they put it out and write a whole script. And the script really came to be because I write poetry, and it was based on a poem that I wrote, and we were trying to do mm-hmm. something new and different, like we're going to do an interactive poetry thing, and, and then we was like, hell, we're going to shoot a movie. <laughs> and then we just, you know, we worked for six or seven months, you know, tequila building the script and, you know, sitting there talking to her and, you know, she writing and it just transforming your stuff. And when she gave the script, I was just like blew back, like, wow. <laughs> so. Now, I, have, I have a question, Darren. Go ahead, see. Um, uh-huh. I'm, I'm sorry. This is Tony. I have a question, and this is also directed to the cast members, because we see on, on, on TV and in the movies how some films, they go back to the younger days when the character was young. Now, did you guys uh-huh. actually sit, like some people say I was the young camel, I was the young this. Now, did you actually look at the younger actors playing you to give you a better understanding of how you should go about being the older character? How does that play with you, with, with actors? Well, well, for me, my younger son and my other son played me, so <laughs> they were kind of dead on. We had the same persona and all that. And just like uh, Aisha, her daughter played the younger version of her. But we, 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 we during the course of uh, auditioning, uh, we were we had the pictures of the actual people, so we tried to match them, you know, just the color wise, height wise at that time, and stuff like that. And if you look at a cast picture, maybe we'll send it to you. You can see all the three different Darrens, all the three different Shantes, and like that. And it looks like they all like you know age like it was, it was dead on. It was dead on. It was real funny. Wow. <laughs> 
Wow. Now yeah, I got a question for part. you, Darren. This is Leisha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What made you decide to do a movie instead of a book? Um, I I started. I I want. I was gonna do a a a poetry book because I'm also I also do the stage plays. It was my first time doing stage plays from stuff I done way back in high school. So that's how I got introduced to the cast. Uh, Miss C Z Angela. We you know we've been doing this play and stuff together, and mm-hmm. it, it, we was gonna do a book, but then we was like we gonna you know try to do something different like a first time around just in this area. Well, not the first kind of movie, but this actual kind of movie, like a a love story type of thing movie. So it seemed more fitting that we you know we see ourselves on the screen because we just came off of doing you know plays for a couple months and stuff like that. So it seemed like to be a natural progression. Well, first, 
I started off, I was a pit singer. That's how I got into the <laughs> this industry. I used to do a lot of background singing for the plays. And then um, the producer uh, decided he wanted me to get on the stage. And I was kind of reluctant because I'm like, I'm behind the scene person. No, I've never acted before. I don't want to do that. I want to be the singer. And um, so they convinced me and... Um, I played uh, a mother uh, in that show. I was uh, the lead player in that production. And it just kind of snowballed from there. I, I enjoyed it. I got bit by that bug. And then I enjoyed it and just kept on rolling for me. So uh, up until now, and um, I really enjoyed doing it. You know, I worked with a lot, a lot, a lot of great people. And um, the experience and the traveling you know, it's just a great experience for me. So it started back way back in the 90s for me. And um, I'm going strong, still moving strong. All right. And Valerie? Do we have Valerie? Mm, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. Angela? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Same question. Well, I guess. I guess for me, um, for me, I started an organization called Angels with Wings where I mentored to young girls and single mothers. And someone had asked me a question um, a few years ago, who was I? And so being a single mom of three, I said, well, I'm a single mother. But then I had to really think about that's not all that I am. And so once I started to eventually coach mothers, single mothers, in, in coaching them, figuring out once our kids grow up and they go off to college or they go off to do their own thing, who, what are we? Who, are we what, who am I without saying that I'm a single mother? And so for me, my passion, even as a child, was always to act and to model. I did modeling when I was younger, but as getting older, I'm just not a single mother. And so I had to reevaluate myself and know that when someone asks me, who is Angela, I have more of a answer for someone. I'm not just a mother of three. I'm, I'm now an actress. I'm a model um, I'm a I'm a businesswoman. Um, so for me, I had to go back to what is it that I really want to be and do in my life because I'm I'm a person that I feel like it's never too late to go after your dreams and become what is it what it is that you want to become. So for me, that's how I got back involved in modeling and now acting. All right. Awesome. Now, I, I got one more question for you, Angela. How, okay. doing this character and throughout your acting career, how has your craft changed along the way? What have you learned about yourself in this process? Honestly, <laughs> I am probably more like Lauren. Um <laughs> Lauren and I have a lot of 
similarities and um, <laughs> more than I would like to admit. So, therefore, I'm just going to leave it at that, and you'll have to watch the movie. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there. <laughs> and one thing, I will give you one thing, just to know that Lauren is flirtatious. Okay. Oh, so, okay. So, who exactly is Lauren flirting with? And how, how many people is Lauren flirting with? Uh, now, that I can't give away. You'll just have to watch. <laughs> and, Candace? Same question. Candace. Do we lose? Do we lose Are Candace? You, is your phone is your phone muted, Candace? Are you with us? Okay, we're we going down. Oh, here she is. Oh, we got Sakita on the line. Welcome. Hello. Hey. Hello. I'm glad. See, we've been in investigation mode here. So I'm glad we got you because we got some questions. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can help answer them. Okay. First, I want you to tell everybody just a little bit about yourself and your acting career and your writing career. Sure. Hi, everybody. My name is Tequila Day. I am the CEO and founder of Von Shea Exclusive. I am a writer. I'm a playwright and a screenwriter. I reside here in Ohio. Um, a little bit about my writing is very different, I should say that, say the least. Um, I enjoy what I'm doing, and it's been an honor and a privilege to be able to work alongside some of these talented uh, individuals I'm sure you've had the pleasure of talking to this evening. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Now, what drew you to Darren's story? Oh, well, Darren's, Darren's life is intriguing, to say the least. Um, Darren is a poet. For most people who don't know that, um, your listening audience, of course, um, we started out with Darren. I'm not sure how much information you've given thus far, but we started out um, thinking about a project or an event we wanted to um, do on his behalf just to get get his writing out there because he's very good. And so as I began to listen to his poetry and some of the things, you know, his his life experiences, it, it, yeah, it, it definitely drew me in. So that, I would have to say just just listening and talking with him in general made me want to want to work and write for him. Absolutely. So when you sat down to mm-hmm. just talk about his life and just learn sure. more about him and all the different facets of his life, yeah. through that process, what what was the mm-hmm. one thing that you learned um, about Darren? <laughs> no. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. The one thing that I learned 
um, not took away from just just sitting and talking with him, is that Darren is a a huge, a big, huge teddy bear. Um, he's a loving, <laughs> gentle guy, <laughs> and and to sit and talk with just just to see him in general, you you wouldn't know how to really take Darren, or you know, or read him per se. But uh, he he is very loving. He has a very compassionate heart. And um, I'm pretty sure everybody who comes out to see this film, uh, they'll, they'll see a different side of Darren that they, they knew nothing about. Nothing about. But, yeah, he has a very huge heart. I love it. And do, have you done acting yourself? It's still for more time. Have you done acting yourself? Yes, actually I have. I've um, acted in a few uh, plays here in Ohio, um, and that's pretty pretty much it, honestly. I enjoy, I think I enjoy writing more so than acting, but I, I have, yes, just local. Awesome. Now, you wore so many different hats um, for this production. Uh-oh. You were the writer, the director, the yes. producer. Which hat mm-hmm. was your most favorite to wear? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's not definitely, no. My most favorite, I would have to say writing. Writing is the most favorite, uh, was my most favorite. Um, just because it, it just takes me to a whole, what? <laughs> there <laughs> I didn't say no. I didn't say nothing. I ain't say nothing. No, I do not like being in control. They are acting up on this. <laughs> no, I, I definitely I I love structure, you know, and I love um love order. So but for me, writing, I, I like being a writer. Again, it just it allows you to um it allows you to just tap into that creativity. Um side of you and I I mean that was my favorite. And my second would definitely have to be <laughs> directing. Um, directing for me was it was a challenge, you know, with some because we have new <laughs> new actors and actresses that's a part of this production. But um, if I had to choose, it would definitely be writing. Absolutely. I love it. Now, when it came down to you picking the cast, what were some of the criteria you were looking for? Well, um, the very and don't don't judge me because I'm just so transparent. Uh, the very first very first thing I look at um, in any any casting call is you know can can they read the script? You know, do they pay attention to detail? Um, just just a little thing. Um, it it was a it wasn't as bad um, as as some you know casting calls that that we've done here. But when I'm when I'm looking to cast any individual, I want to know if they could take uh, uh, constructive excuse me criticism, mm-hmm. you know, without without feeling like they're being attacked. You know, um, I feel like if I can work with them in a cast, casting call, I I think they'll be a pretty good fit for production. So just just a little thing. Can they read the script? Can they take constructive criticism? You know, not necessarily looking to see if they've had acting experiences in the past, but are they confident in what they're doing? Just little things I look for in casting. Absolutely. 
And mm-hmm. so when you sat down to write the, the script for the um, the movie, how sure. through the life did you stay? And how how much fantasy did you add? <laughs> well, I'm just asking questions. Oh, she's asking. So, a uh, truth. Uh, there are. There's a lot, obviously. There's a lot of truth within the storyline. Of course, you know, any any writer has to take information, compile information, and then build up on it. You know, just to make a script genuine. Um, <laughs> to make it believable, but yes, we took quite a we took quite a few um, scenarios, examples, um, life challenges of Darren, and put it he to sit down with Darren and to just again just to talk with him. It was so much information for me to grab from, and I could not have written this script um, without the help of him, of course. Um, I, I had so much information to pull from, but I wanted to pull the one, the the things that I knew the audience would enjoy, you know, learning about him, the things that I knew they knew nothing about as it pertains to him. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of truth within the story. And I would say if I had to get percentage-wise, it's probably about, and you can correct me, Darren, if I'm, if I'm wrong, but I would say, about fifty-five, sixty percent truth. The rest is all made-up scenarios in my. <laughs> but about fifty-five, sixty percent truth. Absolutely. Yeah, that that's about right. Yeah, that's about yeah. right. You, you got to figure out which is which. You absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And, and that's the beauty of it. Cause for those that, for those who think they know who Darren Bird is, you know, how much of Darren's life do you really know? You know, how much, how much exactly. about Darren Bird? You know, I don't um, know. I'm trying to get nosy. I, I know <laughs> you no, 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 that's for the people here. That's for the people here in Ohio. Like you know, they, you know, people think they know you in the city. You know, they think they know you and and. Boy, they they're so wrong, but it's it's good. It's, I can't wait for people to come out and see I, this movie. I think I know one of your cast members, Miss Spears. Are you on the line? Yes, I am. Huh? Y'all know what? This is my papa <laughs> sis. I met her in Vegas. Her and her hey, husband. Hey. Because hey. you know I'm being nosy, and I'm like, oh, I know her. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I told y'all I'm on here. See, Darren, he wasn't telling me no information, and so you know, I had to go be nosy. And so when you know, that is so nosy, funny. Everything is your friend. Google pictures. Everything. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's right. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yes, I'm on your trail, sir. I'm on your trail. I love it. You know what I love about this cast, though, you guys. All have the same giving spirit. Yes. You yes. all have yes. the same giving spirit. Um, everybody it has is a business owner, but you you give back to your community. How important yes. is giving back to the community to each of you um, in your daily walk? Um, go first. 
Uh, it's I, very I, I important to me. Right, it's it's mm-hmm. it's important to me. I, I work with I work with kids. Like I work at a school, but I also do uh, outside community stuff. Uh, work with uh, reentry, work with the felonies, work with uh, you know gang members and stuff like that. So I'm very passionate about that. I would say uh, it's it's every day. It's every day for me. Mhm. 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 And Miss Cynthia. I... <clears throat> yes, ma'am. How how important is giving back to the community during your daily walk? Oh, it's very important for me um, to give back to the community because what it, it brings me joy to give mm-hmm. to give back or to help somebody treat somebody who's in need or in mm-hmm. search of something, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I like to be an example, um, especially for my kids and my grandchildren, my great grandchildren, you know. It's not always what you give, get, it's what you give. Because when you give, you automatically will receive. So it's very important for me to, you know, to give back when needed and to be that positive force and image in someone else's eyes. Absolutely. And Ms. Yes. Angela? Well, I think for me, giving back is one of my uh, callings in life. Um, there's so many children who need for us to step up and be their voice. And if I can be that voice for just one or two children, then that, that's what I will do because there's there's just so many kids that need the love and attention. And um, like Darren, I used to work in a school setting, and just to – give a child a hug. There's so many kids that don't get hugs and that hug can make or break a child's day. So for me it's very important to give back and um just show a child a better way. Absolutely. Hi, this is Latanya and I like to speak on this topic for a second. In my normal job I'm in marketing and advertising and I'm in authority and I do service work and give back. But the one thing that I think that all of us who are in the place probably do is there are different people that we come across each and every day and who are sometimes going through things. Mm-hmm. And, and people look up to us, and sometimes we're the only, you know, sometimes positive thing in some people's day. I know I was meeting with a lady yesterday, and we were talking about business, and she's a business owner. And she said, you know what? She explained something that had happened, and she said, I don't even know if there is a God anymore. And I just stopped her right there, and you know, that was not part of our plan or my plans for the morning. And we, you know, we just spoke together, and I said, may I pray with you for a second? And it just made me realize again that, you know, we mentor to kids, we mentor to other people. But sometimes, you know, we're the only people or glimpses of Christ or that some people see. And so just in us being our daily walk and with our pleasant spirit, sometimes we're able to also affect other people in our day that God has put in our path. Absolutely. And I think it's really important. I'm doing an event in February. And um, one of the requirements, it's not even a requirement, it's a request for a school donation for school supplies. And that's mm-hmm. for the book, book event portion. And then I started thinking sometimes that's not really enough. Um, because mm-hmm. if you give supplies for the books, 
you still not defeating the purpose. The purpose is that long list that the teacher sends home. Right. And if the parent has more than one child, they're going to ex- expect that list more than just in September or May or June or whenever school starts. You got to do it multiple times And some parents cannot do that And so my focus was to Focus on the teacher And being able to sponsor A classroom to where maybe They don't have to send out as much As they're requesting Um, Because they request things that when we were Growing up we didn't have to give And I didn't understand how Much uh, teachers need And how hard it is To be able to provide For kids even not mm-hmm. being their parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as you guys go through, you guys all interact. You, you do something for the community. You do something that gives sure. back for for kids and for families, and I love mm-hmm. it. I love it because we gotta, you got to go to the source. Sometimes we'll put a Band-Aid on top of it, uh, and then we get frustrated because it's like it wasn't enough. Um and so I'm glad that each of you now do each of you have uh, nonprofits or businesses that give back on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I have DKB nine three seven uh, Kids Matter. So um, I, I do mentorship with them, uh, community service, and a lot of different things. And I have a, a, a all male camp that I do in the summer. Uh, called Extraordinary Young Men, and we teach them just the simple things that men or boys need to uh, learn, such as sewing a button, scrambling eggs, change a tire, you know, stuff like that that they need to have that I think we missed out um, in some of the, gen- you know, the generations where they really don't know to do that just with the gaming and the social media stuff. So um, that I'm I, glad. I, I do that. I'm glad because you know some men can't even throw that they don't know what the hammer is. And you have, and it's funny because females we're raised to, and it's really comes from your father. If he's there, he's teaching you how to do little things. His whole thing is, you don't have to depend on nobody. Let me show you how to do this. Let me show you how to do that. So therefore, when you get, you know, you get married, it's like, oh, oh, you don't know how to fix the sink. Let my daddy taught me. Um, but it's 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 a lot of people because I do I do roadside, and I would say majority of the men don't know how to change mm-hmm. the tire. Right. And so I'm glad that you are you know going to the root of it and being yeah. able to say okay this is what's lacking in our community let me start putting it in here uh, so that it can grow and expand. I know T had a question. Go ahead, T. No, um, I was just going to say on that subject, you know, it's not just, just gender-related. It can be both sides, young ladies as well as young men that need to know some of the basics of just life in general. So it's just, mm-hmm. just yeah. relegated to, 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 the, to the young men, you know. Mm-hmm. 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 Topic today is putting eggs uh, in multiple baskets. I want each of you guys right. to just talk about what that means for you. We'll talk. We'll start with Miss Tequila. Okay. Now, can you repeat the question for me? Because I our, kind of our broke topic, up. Yep. Our topic today is putting eggs in multiple baskets. We just want in you to talk a little bit about what that means for you. Okay. Now I'm still getting. I'm sorry, Darren. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I'm breaking up on this end. I'm sorry. Okay. 
Okay, we can start with Darren. Our topic is putting eggs in putting eggs in multiple baskets. What does that that mean for you, and what does that look like for you? Well, well, to me, um, I'm always like kind of stretched in with just with my daily activities. Um, I, I coach high school. I coach high school football, but like I'm also a community act, uh, advocate also. So I'm like stretched in all different directions, and sometimes I don't even believe I I managed to get to that, but. I couldn't imagine my life being any different. I think it would be kind of dull if I wasn't coaching football, wasn't wasn't coaching basketball, wasn't trying to write poetry, um, community service, and all that stuff. So um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know how I would feel if I just had all my eggs in one basket. If I wasn't multitasking, you know, at the time helping this out and volunteering that because everybody that's that's. Um, some of the people that's in the production do have their own business. They do work with kids. So we cross, you know, whatever they have. And, you know, we all come up and show up and show out for each other. So I couldn't imagine just having my eggs in one basket at all. Absolutely. Miss Aisha? Oh, I had you guys on mute. Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Um, I don't want the background interference. Um, as far as the question was about putting all of your eggs in one basket, or was that the question? Yes, ma'am. So yeah. Our topic today mm-hmm. is putting putting eggs in multiple baskets. Um, um, how you feel about that, and what does that look like for you? Well, I am a super multitasker, so um, <laughs> I have, like, all the multiple eggs everywhere, so um, that's just pretty much my life, you know, um, I'm a mom, um, full-time single mom. I have 11 year old daughter. Um, she's highly active. She's a hip hop dancer. She's a girl scout. Um, I'm also a leasing agent and a property manager, but I also model. I'm a brand ambassador and I do promotions. And so, you know, like I'm, I'm constantly like, like moving. I don't really sit still too much. Um, so I don't really believe in putting all eggs in one basket. I have multiple ones spread around everywhere. Um, and I just, I just do, you know, I think that's kind of like what makes my life um, the way that it is. I don't really know how to sit still. Um, So I feel like if I have time, I might as well utilize it. Um, And then touching back to the topic that you guys were speaking on before, um, you know, um, a lot of people, you know, are aware of a lot of things that, you know, Ohio has went through recently, especially Dayton, Ohio. Um, As someone that was born and raised here, you know, it's a a lot that you can do to give back to the community. Um, As me being a leasing agent, I always say only 25% of my job is leasing. The other 75%, I am a caseworker, a psychiatrist, a friend, a confidant, you know, um, I'm information. I've been the babysitter a couple times um, and even had tenants come in like, can you do my eyelashes right quick so I can leave? And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So, you know, it's all different types of things. You know, you deal with people in their lives, you know, um, some people are not as fortunate as others, you know, and they have a lot of issues. I've met people that never had anyone to talk to, was about to make the wrong decision, came in my office. We spoke, and they were just happy I listened and was willing to take my advice, you know, and end up taking a better path than what they thought was their only path that they had. So, you know, having multiple eggs and multiple baskets and just being out here to really help people and talk to people or really help people, you know, like some people just need that one person. You know, it might not be a consistent thing. It just means, like, 
you know, like Latanya said, it just might be that one day you might run into that one person. You never know what they need, you know, and like what Angela said, people need hugs, you know, with that kid. I have an 11-year-old daughter, you know, and she goes through things because she's a kid, you know, she's growing up. You have to go through them things, you know, and it's just certain things that kids need. They need to express themselves. And one thing I think that this opportunity, this movie did, was give a lot of kids an opportunity to do something they probably felt they'd never have a chance to. And Tequila made that platform, you know, so... I just think it's an awesome opportunity, and everybody multitask. They'll get a lot more done. I love it. And I, I would, I would like to chime in on that if I can. Go ahead. Mhm. Um. This is this is Latisha. Um. So for me, for me, um, I don't put my eggs into one basket. On Facebook, I hear this all the time that everywhere. I really am. Like, I believe wholeheartedly in supporting I'm a people me. Um, so I literally, I support everybody. I have a lot of entrepreneur friends. And so events galore. But being a multitasker or a person that has multiple uh oh, did we lose her? I think we're losing the her. author. Yeah. Well, that's- oh. oh, here she goes. Can you hear me? Yep, we lost you for a oh. minute. You were saying some good okay. stuff, though. Sorry, I was just saying that you know I I support pretty much everybody, but I'm I'm definitely um, a multi talented multitasker. Um, I'm an I'm a writer. I'm a um, an Amazon best selling author. I don't really speak much, but I can if I want to. <laughs> um, I, I I pretty much choose not to speak, wait, but I wait, can wait a minute, if you if don't want. The no. don't watch. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you, I met her and her husband in Vegas, and we talked for like forty-five minutes. Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> oh, but but that's just because I I love people and I love sharing things with people. As you can see from the time when we met. I share a lot of things that I feel are going to be helpful for people. Mm-hmm. And that, and, and that's just what I do. Even my book is an inspirational book because that is, that's what God placed me here to do is help others. And so, and, and that's what I do. Me being in this play, I mean, I'm sorry, in this film was, excuse me, definitely a blessing. And I thank God for Tequila because she pretty much, she pushed me and I didn't even really know Tequila like that, but, I told her, I said, hey, if you have another play, I want to audition. You guys, I thought I auditioned for a play. (laughs) I had no clue I was auditioning for a movie. So that to me was was huge. I acted when I was in high school, so I hadn't acted in years. So for me to actually be in this movie is a blessing. But um, saying all of that to say that, um, as Aisha said, Dayton has gone through a lot of things recently and so just to be able to give back to the community and whatever it is I do, whether it's giving jewelry to to people who, to uh, women who have lost things in the tornadoes and they just simply want to feel beautiful on that day or the days to come and they don't, they lost everything. You know what I mean? That means a lot to me. Um, I'm a, I'm a candle maker. I'm a mom. I'm a mother of five. So I can relate to a lot of mothers who simply need help. They need somebody, as Aisha said, they need a babysitter or they need a ride somewhere to go and take care of some business. Like that's just me. That's what I do. 
Um, so I thank I thank God for the opportunity to be able to do all of that. Like it 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 makes you feel good to be able to be able to to be able to help others and know that I don't want anything in return. I don't need anything in return. Me seeing that you are happy and that you got what you needed is is all I needed. Hopefully, hopefully. I like to chime in. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm gonna chime in on on the subject about putting all your eggs in one basket. And I don't. I'm a multitasker as well. Um, and I don't believe in putting all your eggs in one basket uh, because it means you're putting all your effort or resources in doing just one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's that sales thing. Tell them, Grandma. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so if that fails, then what do you? Ha- what alternatives do you have? You know, I'm a servant. I'm a giver. You know, and I have been in many. If I can split myself, I'd be in different parts of the city. You know, but <laughs> but I just believe in just you know being there for people. You know, and having a plan A, plan B, plan C. You know, I just don't put all my things in one basket because if that fails, then what do I have to fall back on? So I just, you know, I'm, I just like, I have compassion for people to help other people, you know, and um, just being a servant for whoever is in need of whatever, even if it's just a smile or a touch or a hug mm-hmm. or yeah. a kind word. Absolutely. You know what, and that show is right Because sometimes I think I don't know if you guys were listening from the beginning But sometimes people look for other people uh, To give them what they, they can't give themselves And right. so it's very important to be I think that people gravitate towards givers I think I look at givers Because I'm a giver But I, I look at givers as like a light uh, On a dark path Sometimes people feel that everything is hopeless. Um, things things are not going to go the way they want. Things might get hard. They they might get difficult. But they need just that one little person to help spark that that fire a little bit. Right. And, right. and I, that's when they gravitate towards givers because I I really believe as a giver you're a healer. That Absolutely. Absolutely. We got one Absolutely. more person. Uh-huh. Stacy. Hey, 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 what's good? <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. So, I play Bella. Oh, Bella, you said that like you a little fast. Tell us about Bella. I mean, okay, so Bella, Bella goes from being the home girl to a blossoming beauty and if anybody know me like I really embody this character I was like she is me <laughs> so, is she, me. so that was Darren's home girl yeah that was yeah, yeah that was yeah that was my home girl she, yeah she, she, the homie. she my friend too yeah 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 <laughs> yes, her, yes, yes. her and Shantae are her and Shantae are besties yeah so what is that process my- preparing for this um this role like for you, Stacey? So for me, as y'all can see, I'm already a character within itself. Um, yeah. I'm always a lot. I'm going. I'm always a lot of party. Um. So 
I, I was, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was like super scared to act. I was, I was like, I'm gonna be on, I'm gonna be on camera. Like, uh oh, <laughs> uh oh. But I think I did, I think I did pretty good. I was, I was more than, than happy uh, to be with this, this lovely, lovely cast. I know a lot of them from the play, as I heard someone else stated. Um, I'm used to being behind the scenes. Uh-huh. So that's how I know pretty much everybody. I know some of them from doing business or whatever. And then um, Darren is actually my cousin. We didn't find that out about maybe a good five years ago. Right. <laughs> so to, you know, be in this in this movie and to be a part of it, it was just, it's, a, it's been a great experience. And I know somebody has stated before, the cast, are, we are, we are a family. Like, we really, really, really are. We love each other. You know, yes, we do. even outside of the movie, we call, we text, hey, I'm doing such and such tonight. Come hang with me. And we're family. Um, I want to uh-huh. give a big shout-out to the writer, director, and producer, Tequila Day. Um, you know, when she brings and puts the cast together, she does an awesome job. Because even the, um, the cast on the play, they still really close. Mm-hmm. So for you know, for um, a, a, a woman, a businesswoman, to be able to say, "Okay, you, you did a great job. I think this is, you know, the great character, the perfect character for you," uh, and she picks them out so well, and mm-hmm. she knows, you know, how they'll kind of mesh and coexist with each other. So I want to thank her mm. for bringing us all <laughs> together, her as well as as Darren's too. I love yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, they brought us they brought us all together and they, they are they're great bosses. And I want to say I know T has a question. Go ahead, T. Okay, um, Darren, this question is for you. You know, I've sat and I've listened to all the various uh, actors and actresses talk Uh about their character, talk about their their professional as well as personal life, and what this movie has meant to them. Now, I know that Tequila said that this this movie was based about fifty five percent of your personal life. When Uh you look back on 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 this work of art, and with that personal part with it, what has been the most memorable experience on this movie for you, and has it lived up to your memory itself? Um, first, I'm going to say um, absolutely. Um, I'm really a shy person by nature. A lot of people wouldn't like kind of think that, and that's why Tequila said, when you come see this movie, you're going to see like a different different side, you know, side of me. Around my personal friends, they kind of know. Like, they really didn't know I, I wrote poetry or anything like that. But it, it was overwhelming and exciting after we seen, like, a rough copy of all of, you know, this word from, you know, just from me talking about uh, memories and stuff I had in crafting to actually see it going um, across, you know, seeing it on the screen. And, uh, like, mm-hmm. the first trailer that came out, I was at home. We was all excited. It was, like, 9 o'clock. It was, like, you know how I remember they used to release stuff on Tuesday. We was all waiting 
for tequila to put it in there. It's, it's ready. And when it was done, I think <laughs> I probably watched it a hundred times in a row, just like on, on fire wow. stick YouTube. I just kept watching. I kept watching it. And even though I was there on everything that happened, you know, that the scenes and stuff, it still didn't seem mm-hmm. like it was me. I was like, this is, this guy is interesting. You know, so it was it was overwhelming. I'm not I'm not gonna say whether I cried or not, but it felt good inside for something that you know you had in your mind. You wrote and actually see it, you know, come to life with the help of you know all everybody that that helped. You know, my co-stars. I say my stars or whatever. We don't do that, but from everybody that helped, even from the people behind the scenes to them morning. Mm-hmm. I think I've done everything. It is to do as far as the movie. I set scenes up. I ran lines. You know, I stood in for people that couldn't make it that day and read, the, you know, the female parts and, you know, and all that type of stuff. But I'm very glad of the the um the actual finished finished project. And it it, it was a lot when when most of us have our own businesses and jobs and kids and families for them to take out time mm-hmm. to actually, you know, actually get this done over. And it was always shot it over the summer. So it was, it, it mm-hmm. was really, it was really, but I think we, we, we had to go back and reshoot the scene. And I think after we'd done it last Saturday, everybody was like, woo, I love y'all, but I don't want to see y'all for a couple weeks. <laughs> 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 so it is, yeah. it, it, it's, 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 it, it follows me, so it has it has a lot to do with uh, just with my experience, I say, with, with love. So uh, she kind of made me open up, you know, that part. And, you know, for a man, it's hard to say, I don't care about it, I don't care. But I really had to mm-hmm. go to a real softer side type of um, uh, thing or whatever. Uh, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and what can we expect next from, from you guys? Well, uh, oh, are you working on it already? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, we yeah, we we working on it. I think for me and then the other cast members because we also do stuff collectively, but we also do stuff apart. So I think Trina said something about the book. I think my poetry book is probably the next thing. I'm actually it's already there, but I it kind of got shelved because we're doing the movie. So that's probably my next thing outside of uh going back and doing some dates and stuff with the secret in the pews where I play the pastor, which is a stretch for me too, but <laughs> I think I handled it. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. You're going to have to say, you're going to have to have the, the secret within the pews cast to come back. Like yes. you're going to have to have them on the show too. See, Man, I'm all in. Listen. I just want to know when the movie listen. comes to Atlanta. Y'all got snow, so, you know, me and snow don't have a ministry. You know, we don't have that type of ministry. And so I would come, but y'all got snow. And right. we don't have we, that. I don't have a ministry we, with snow at the moment. We, we no, don't have no problem riding. We will put everybody no, together. We will ride down there. The secret within the pews, Lisha. The secret within the pews, Lisha, that's the play that Tequila wrote. That's yeah. different from the movie. It's different from the movie. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. It was. I, I I actually before I know you got to go, but my friend Sean, he's my best friend, and actually in real life, 
And what me and me and him used to battle for parts back in the day. He could sing a little bit better than me, so sometimes he would get the lead. But we were actually going to be the new Bill Cosby and Sidney Poitier. When we graduated high school, we were going to take the Greyhound or the Trailways, whichever one, to California. And we were that that was that was our life mission. So let's fast forward a couple of years. Just a couple of years after high school, that we actually back mm-hmm. and uh, um, you know, doing something and and more of the theater and stuff like that. So, I love it. That's well, awesome. you know, that's what a lot of people mm-hmm. said. That's how they they ended up in Hollywood. Jada Pinkett, uh, Taraji P Henson. They're like, listen, mm-hmm. we just went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it. We want everybody to shout out all of your social media. For we want you to shout out when the movie um, is coming out where everybody can see the movie at? Is it going to come to Amazon for those who are not in Ohio who don't like the snow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. We're going to start I'll with go Tequila. First. Right. Uh, tequila, her, she she apologized on her, her connection, so she just texted me and told me to give y'all her apology. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. so, but mine is Darren Bird. I'm on, uh, that's Darren Bird Facebook. I'm Coach Bird on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> D Bird on Twitter and DKB nine three seven also on Facebook. So that's how you can find me. Okay. And I'm C Z. This is Cynthia Howard. I'm C Z C E E Z E E on Facebook. And you can follow me there. Okay. Hi, I'm and on Facebook. Victoria. And I'm Latanya Victoria on Facebook and on Instagram. All right. And and I'm and Aisha Hanger. Mhm. Oh, okay. Angela, Aisha, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm Angela Harris on Facebook and on Instagram. I'm Angela underscore R underscore Harris, and I'm also Angela Harris on Twitter. Okay. Well, I am Aisha Hankins on Facebook, and I am 47 Ice Cold on Instagram. Um, I just got Twitter. I don't know what that is right now, so we're not going to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. Uh, and, and the okay. movie. Oh, Stacey, I guess they missed they miss me. Okay. No, Stacey, oh, I, on, I, just, I just remember. <laughs> on, on Facebook, I'm Stacey Johnson. On Twitter, I'm Queen. I'm one Queen True. On Instagram, I'm Queen True. Mm-hmm. So, that's it. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and let's not forget Bonche exclusive. Bonche oh, exclusive. Yeah. yeah, you can find Bonche exclusive. Uh, it's on Twitter as Bonche exclusive. Also on Facebook as Bonche exclusive. Okay. Now was that Candace? No, that was, which, that was, which one was I that? think that was CZ. I okay. think Candace Lyon broke, yeah. Candace, Latisa, Tequila are no longer on the line. It's me, Angela, Latanya, and CZ, and Stacy. Okay. Hello, Aisha. Hello. And Aisha. My, my, Shantae, I'm I, sorry. <laughs> uh-huh. Aisha. My girl. <laughs> now, when does the movie, movie come out? And the movie premiere will be in a. Uh, uh, Dayton, Ohio, November the 16th, mm-hmm. the red carpet premiere of the movie Perfected Love. 
co-starring and starring myself, Isha Hankins, Angela Harris, Cynthia Howard. Uh, Howard. I'm sorry, Cynthia. CZ, I'm so used to CZ. I Latanya know. Victoria, <laughs> Stacey Leonard, and the cast of many, many others. <laughs> November the 16th. Right. 6 p.m. is the red carpet. 7 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. And will it be coming to like um, Amazon or Netflix? Yes, we. Yes, yes, we 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 are. That is our next step after the premiere is to uh, for mm-hmm. those some of those entities and stuff to tap into some of those resources to get it out uh, nationwide. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Well, you guys know that you um, are always welcome back here on Let's Chat. Any um, things that you'd like to share with your audience, with our audience, you know, all it takes is a call to either myself or Alicia. We can make that happen. This is your home, and uh, we look forward to seeing the movie and um, all the other things that you guys have in store for us. Thank you so much Thank for having you. us. Thank you, 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 thank you guys. Thank Taking you. time out of your evening to come and kick it with us. And I'm excited. I can't wait to be able to see the movie. Yes, okay. we're excited yes. too. Yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah, thanks thank for you. You are so welcome. You're very thank welcome. You so we love y'all. We love you. Love y'all. Love everybody. Bye. Everybody Bye-bye. have a pleasant evening. God bless Bye-bye. you. Bye. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Wow, Leash. That was fun. I I love mm-hmm. when people just come together and you can feel the energy. Mm-hmm. You know, energy is, is so transferable. You just feel it. And I love you feel the energy throughout that cast. Um, and it's a loving energy. I think this is going to be a fabulous mm-hmm. movie. If you guys are in the Ohio, Dayton, Ohio area, make sure y'all go out. Check out the movie. Tell me about it. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it's snowing. And <laughs> we know that's not your ministry. <laughs> no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate you guys coming to kick it with us in the chat room. We hope to see you guys on tomorrow. Tomorrow will be our last show of 2019, but we will see you guys in January of 2020 in preparation for. The Visions and Books uh, Eat and Greet, which is going to be February the 8th. Um, make sure you hit us up on Eventbrite. Grab your tickets. The Vision Party is with $75 for that ticket. Food and supplies will um, be provided. It's going to be a great time in literature. I'm excited. I got a lot of things planned, a lot of authors. Um, coming out with with just fabulous pens. I always think of literature like walking in a basket and robbing. You don't know what you like until you pick up the little spoon and start tasting stuff. So you're going to get a great taste. Great taste. We appreciate you guys. And we will see y'all tomorrow. Good night, everybody.